welcome to the Andrew Staples Show. I am your host, Andrew Staples. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to my podcast. It means the world to me. As you can tell by the title, this is a NASCAR-only episode. Haven't done one of these in almost three months, and I never never did get on to talk about Homestead. I did a preview episode the day before. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that and Kyle Busch winning his second championship. We'll talk about the news that happened in the offseason, and we'll preview what's to come in the 2020 season. Um, I can tell you right now, I'm not planning on doing a NASCAR episode after every race or every few races. Um, if something big happens and time allows, I will uh, talk about that on an episode, and it might be just a five-minute episode here and there, but... Um, yeah, uh, the ratings for the NASCAR episodes really, really didn't do well. Early on, they did good, but I think that was more people just uh, listening to to support me that weren't really NASCAR fans. And you know, I appreciate those people as well. But uh, you know, it's hard to do uh, a NASCAR podcast and only have uh, one listener, <laughs> which happened with the with the Homestead preview. Only one person listened, and I'm not even sure who that was. But uh, anyway, the as far as the other podcast go it's it's a wait and see approach um i hope to record some more today uh still haven't done a rise of skywalker um aftermath show if you want to call it that uh, uh review and uh still want to do that but we'll see what happens uh, it's been it's been a little bit crazy lately so i just wanted i wanted to get on here though and talk about some of the stuff that went on in the off season and preview what I think is going to happen this season, and I have a few predictions, so we'll get to those, but before we can go forward, we need to look back a little bit, so let's go back to Homestead, back on, uh, what was it, November 17th? All right, as you know, sadly, Kyle Busch won the race at Homestead, and he won his second championship. Martin Truex Jr. finished second. Eric Jones was third, a 1-2-3 for JGR. Kevin Harvick was fourth. Joey Logano, fifth. Clint Boyer, sixth. Ryan Newman, seventh. Austin Dillon, eighth. Alex Bowman, ninth. And Denny Hamlin was tenth. Denny had the probably best chance to compete with Kyle. Truex was, I mean, Truex had some issues that race and still bounced back. But uh, Kyle was not going to be denied, and sadly, he won his second championship, and uh, I think if anyone else had won, I would have probably done a recap episode, but I was disappointed. Uh, anybody that knows me knows I can't stand Kyle Busch, and you know I don't care if he's the best that's out there right now. I don't care what other people think. I don't like him, and I never will. Um there's many reasons. Some are personal. Some stories I've heard from reliable sources, um, not just internet clickbait. Uh, people have actually seen some of the stuff that's going on with him. Uh, and I just don't like him. And he, he doesn't handle losing well, and he doesn't handle winning well in a lot of, a lot of ways. And uh, we'll get to some of his comments that he made uh, leading up to Daytona here. And uh, I think what few fans keep coming to the track that aren't fans of his are going to be booing the crap out of him when he, or cheering when he wrecks, because uh, Kyle has trouble keeping his mouth shut on things, and he obviously, well, you know, what, we'll, let me pull, let me pull up the quote so I can get it. We'll go ahead and dive into that. <laughs> I didn't intend to do that right away, and this isn't going to be a Kyle Busch bashing episode. Um, you know, I take nothing away from his talent. He is obviously one of the most talented drivers in the sport right now, but uh, that doesn't mean I have to like him. And, of course, my internet is acting slow today, so bear with me, folks. Let me see if I can pull this up. Do, 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 do. 
All right, so recently at Daytona, or leading up to Daytona, man, I cannot find it. One second, please. I wanted to get it word for word because if it's not word for word, somebody will say that I was trying to pick on him. Okay. Kyle Busch, quote, I've yet to win the Daytona 500. Hopefully it doesn't take 20 years of trying like some other guy. All right, and if you follow NASCAR, you know how he is. It took Dale Earnhardt Sr. 20 years to win the Daytona 500. And that really rubbed me wrong. And, you know, I didn't see Kyle say it, so I would like to hear hear him say it. But, I mean, I just read the quote. But, I mean, it's just classless. And, you know, obviously we know that Kyle doesn't have any class. And, you know, the fan favorite. You know, the one that ever, you know, so many people loved. And so many people loved his son and... I mean, why, unless you're just trying to, I mean, he he wants to be the villain, and he is the villain in NASCAR, and I just think he shouldn't have said it that way, and you know, Kyle, Kyle seems like he's entitled, he thinks he should have won the Daytona 500 right now, but if you go back in history, look at some of the names that never won, Rusty Wallace, a champion, never won the Daytona 500, the Labonte brothers, combined for three championships, Neither one of them ever won the Daytona 500. Tony Stewart, three-time champion, never won the Daytona 500. Ricky Rudd, the Iron Man, so many races, never won the Daytona 500. Mark Martin was a nose away from winning the Daytona 500, but he didn't win it. Jeff Burton, so many, so many drivers, and you know this, you know the Daytona 500 has so many guys who you wouldn't think have won it that have won it. Like Michael Waltrip's won it twice. Trevor Bain won in the Wood for the Wood Brothers a few years ago. Um, Jamie McMurray has got a Daytona 500. Um, Ward Burton, you know, like Ward has one, but Jeff doesn't. And, you know, Jeff has a lot more wins than Ward. So, you know, you just look back and like current drivers, Martin Truex Jr. doesn't have one. Um, so, I mean, it's just, it's, it's crazy to me how Kyle seems like he feels like he's owed something from Daytona and, you know, it's just it's just not the way it works. And uh, you know, Carl Edwards never won the Daytona 500. Does another one. So, yeah, I just I felt like it was, you know, a dumb thing to say, but add that to the list. But um, you know, congratulations on winning your second championship. I know he'll be a favorite to win uh, a third. And uh, sadly, you know, with NASCAR moving the finale to Homestead, I mean, from Homestead to Phoenix, I think that sets up uh, even better better chance for Kyle to to win number three if he gets to the final four um okay so let's dive into some of the other news this one wasn't really a surprise and I almost and I wanted to do a, to- a whole episode and I still might we may wait till the end of the season and do one but um uh, Jimmy Johnson announced on I want to get the right date November on November 20th Jimmy Johnson announced that the 2020 season would be his last as a full-time driver uh, does I don't know if that means he would be open to doing the part-time schedule like Mark Martin did um, that could mean more of a relief driver like when Dale jr. had his um, concussion issues and everything when Jeff Gordon got behind the 88 for a few races um, so he's not closing the door. Maybe he's going to run some Xfinity races like Dale Jr. Uh, so, you know, we'll see. Um, it hurts to say it, but because I'm losing all my drivers, but, um, 
it, it was time. Uh, I I can I can say that. Um, you know, in 2016, Jimmy won his seventh championship. He won five races that year. Um, the next season, he won three races, but his stats really really dropped, and uh, he went from um, his championship last championship season. He had five wins, eleven top five, sixteen top tens, and thirty six races. The next year it was three wins, four top fives, 11 top tens. And then 2018, he had his first winless season. He only had two top fives and 11 uh, top tens. He had a chance to win at the Roval, but him and he tangled with Truex and cost him both the win. And uh, then last year he had three top fives and 12 top tens. And he didn't make the chase for the first time and finished 18th in points. And it was a, it was a very disappointing season, and I could see the end coming. And it was, you know, for me, like I said, I've lost a lot of the drivers that I grew up loving and rooting for. You know, Jeff Gordon retired, Carl Edwards retired, Jimmy's retiring, and I, and I believe, I'll go ahead and, this is one of my uh, predictions for the 2020 season, I believe Kevin Harvick will retire at the end of the year. And um, if not, he'll do the 2021 season. Uh, if you follow Delana Harvick on Twitter, you could tell she's not... Uh, thrilled about <laughs> him continuing racing by some of her tweets so i think the i think the end is near for a lot of you know all my favorite guys and um it's disappointing because i don't feel like the i mean there's no connection for me to a lot of these other drivers now uh like for the you know i, I like eric amarola i root for him and uh, i like matt de benedetto i root for him uh, i mean i root for a lot of guys um, like I have a Eric Amarola hat. I have, uh, you know, I'm getting a Matt Benedetto hat and everything. But uh, you know, and I like Truex, and I mean, I like a lot of the guys. I mean, heck, I even like Kurt Busch, even after all the aggravation he calls me over the years. <laughs> but um, yeah, so uh, I don't know. Like if someone asked me who who my drivers are going to be if both of them retire, and I really don't know yet. Um, I like Chase Elliott, but I couldn't I couldn't dive into rooting for the twenty four car without Jeff Gordon in it. And um, same thing with William Byron. I like him, talented guy. He's going to win some races, but I couldn't. The twenty four car doesn't mean the same to me. And uh, so I don't know with the forty eight if I'll continue to be a fan of the forty eight or not because I, the number doesn't matter to me as much as the driver. And so it's like, you know, it's just not the same. And uh, if if we get the driver that I want, or one of the two drivers that I want, or even three, there's three guys that I would like to see in the uh, 48, I think I would still root for him. Uh, my first choice would be Ross Chastain. I think he's proven that he can get the job done. And I think if in good equipment, he could really um, surprise some people. I think uh, Matt Benedetto only signed a one-year deal with Wood Brothers. I think if he's available, they should go after him. And the big one, you know, I, I don't know if they could land him or not, but Kyle Larson, if they can get him in the 48, I, I think I would I would root for him. So we'll see. Um, and like with Harvick, I don't know. I, I don't know if they would go after a big name or if they would, you know, move Chase Briscoe up. And I like Chase and I like Cole Custer too. So, I mean, the future's bright for Stuart Haas and Hendrick along with, you know, with uh, younger guys. But, you know, it's just, it's not that connection though. And, um, I mean, I was a kid, you know, when 
I mean, I've seen Jimmy Johnson and Kevin Harvick win every race that they won, and Carl Edwards was the same way. I didn't see Jeff Gordon win every race, but, uh, no, as far as Jimmy Johnson goes, you know, I was blessed to see him win 80-some races and um, seven championships, and to me, he is the best that ever did it because he had to do it in a playoff format. Dale Sr. and Richard Petty won seven, but most of the time they had that their their championships locked up weeks beforehand under the old point system. So it's sad, but I know it's time. My my hope, even if it's a they stayed out and won a range shortened race, I just hope he wins one more race. That's it I would give up uh I would if somebody said, Hey, Kyle Bush has to win the twenty twenty championship but Jimmy Johnson wins a race, I would sign up for that. So that that ought to speak volumes about how how much how much I feel about that. But um yeah, and it's going to be sad, but it, uh, it'd be cool to have the farewell tour. Uh, enjoy Jeff Gordon's farewell tour. Uh, Carl didn't give us one, but uh, and I don't know if Kevin will or not, but we'll see. So, uh, yeah, thank you, Jimmy Johnson. I know you won't listen to this, but thank you. Thank you for the memories. All right, so what else went on? The, one of the big headlines in the offseason was Cole Pern. Uh, championship crew chief, caliber crew chief. I mean, he's won one, finished second a couple times. Uh, Martin Truex Jr.'s career really took off. I mean, every stat you want to look at went up when Cole and Martin got together. And uh, Cole decided to retire in the offseason, and uh, it was a shock to a lot of people. And um, he's managing a ski resort now, if I remember right. So, uh, you know, actually, uh, I know I've said it on the podcast before, but when I got to go to Indianapolis see the brickyard a couple years ago um it was rained out and uh we were coming into the hotel and cole pern got out of the van right in front of us and me and him made eye contact and it was like the coolest thing i had a kevin harvick hat on if i hadn't i might have uh, asked him if i could have got a picture with him but man i was so nervous i'd never been that close to a crew chief before so it was really cool and uh i like cole uh, i kind of was hoping that he might have uh joined mike joy and jeff gordon in the booth but uh, that didn't happen. But uh, good for Cole, and uh, wish him nothing but the best. Um, as mentioned the booth. Uh, they did not replace Daryl Waltrip this year. So it's going to be a two-man booth with Jeff Gordon and Mike Joy. Uh, I thought they would add a crew chief. My guess is the guy they wanted, which they've offered Kevin Harvick this job, supposedly. Uh, they want Kevin Harvick, I think. And I think if Kevin retires at the end of the year, uh, especially, I think if Kevin was to win the championship, he'll quit. But I think I think they're waiting for him to be in the booth. I also heard a rumble, a rumor that uh, rumblings of a rumor that uh, Jimmy Johnson could be uh, a possibility as well. So we'll see. Definitely surprised. I can't remember a two man booth since I've been keeping up with it, you know, TV wise since two thousand one. So, um, but hey, um, whatever works. Uh, so this season, I think we touched on this in one of the last episodes, but uh, Christopher Bell replaced Matt Benedetto in the 95, Matt replaced Paul Menard in the 21, Cole Custer replaced uh, Daniel Suarez in the 41, um, John Hunter Nemechek took over the 38 for David Reagan, Tyler Reddick replaced Daniel Hemrick in the 8, uh, Chris Buescher is now in the... Um, 17, um, Ricky Stenhouse went over to the 37, 
And Daniel Suarez ended up driving, is going to be driving the 96 for the Gaunt Brothers. So, that's, uh, let's see, what else? Um, Miller Lite is only, long-time sponsor NASCAR, is only going to be sponsoring Brad Keselowski in one race in 2020. And uh, that was a surprise when I read that. They've been a big part of the series, so um, interesting. Uh, big shakeup at Penske over the offseason. Uh, this one definitely shocked me because uh, Brad won a championship not long, that long ago with Paul Wolf. Um, Joey Logano won a championship just a couple years ago with Todd Gordon. And uh, Jeremy Bullins and Ryan Blaney have done well and since they've been together. But they shook that all up. So Todd Gordon goes from the 22 to the 12. Paul Wolf goes from the 2 to 22. And Jeremy Bullins goes from the 12 to the 2. There's rumors going around that they wanted to give the best combinations to their two drivers that they have long-term plans for with uh, Joey Logano and Ryan Blaney. Um, there's rumors that Joey, I mean, that Brad could be on the way out, uh, early retirement, um, Fox Booth. And there's also rumors that he could end up in the in the uh, 48. So time will tell. It'll be very interesting to see what happens there. Uh, some sad news. Back on January 30th, uh, John Andretti lost his battle with cancer. Um, always liked John. He was a really good guy from things I've heard from people and um, that have met him and uh, never heard anybody say a bad word about him. And uh, saw him win uh, at the Martinsville back in 99. I remember him winning at Martinsville in the 43 car. That was so cool. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was sad to see, I mean, um, you know, sad to hear and really, uh, it's been a rough, it was a rough month of January for, uh, sports fans. So, uh, yeah, um, prayers and thoughts go out to John's family and, uh, it was definitely a bummer when I heard that because, like I said, always liked John and, uh, yep, so, I don't really know how to go <laughs> transition from that, so, uh, Let's look ahead to the uh, 2020 season. Um, my predictions. Ricky Stenhouse. Here's one of my predictions. We'll go through them. Ricky Stenhouse causes a big wreck in all four of the restricted plate races this year. Jimmy Johnson will win a race, but it may not be the way you think. Uh, I think there will be an unlikely replacement in the 48. Who could that be? I think it's somebody that's under contract now that's going to get out of their deal. I, I mentioned who I'd like to see, but a lot of times that doesn't happen. Uh, a fear might not a fear. I mean, I'm not gonna lose sleep over it, but uh, I hope they don't push up Noah Grig Grigson because I just I don't think he's got it, and I think that would be I just don't think that would work. So I think he needs to be in the Xfinity series for a few more years before that happens. I predict Matt De Benedetto will have a better season than Christopher Bell. Uh, I believe they both will win a race. I believe Matt will win. At Bristol or a restrictor play race, and he will get the Wood Brothers their 100th win. I believe Christopher Bell will win a race at. I'm gonna say Kansas. Let's let's pick Kansas, and uh, both of them will make the playoffs. But I do believe the 21 statistically will have a better season than the 95. Uh, I'm I predict a big name will miss the playoffs. Um, I don't want to say Jimmy Johnson would be the big name because. He missed it last year. So I'm going to predict 
Is Clint Boyer a big enough name? I'm going to say Clint or Brad will miss the miss the playoffs. So we'll see about that. Um, Martin Truex Jr. will take a step back. I believe he'll win a race or two, but I don't believe... I think it's going to take some time to transition to a new crew chief. We saw other drivers have trouble with that. I believe that Cole Custer will win two races and Rookie of the Year. I believe Kevin Harvick will win three races, retire, and join the Fox booth. I believe the winner of the Daytona 500 will be an unlikely person. Someone who has won a race, but that you wouldn't think, you know, could Austin Dillon get his second? I hope not. But um, someone like that. So we'll we'll see. I, I mean, someone that we're not thinking of, I think, is going to surprise everybody when the 2020 Daytona 500. I believe the final four at Phoenix will be Kevin Harvick, Chase Elliott, Ryan Blaney, and Kyle Busch. And I believe that Kyle Busch will win the championship. I believe, And I predict that the Phoenix race will be a disaster compared to Homestead. I believe that it'll be a runaway. It won't be competitive. And the ratings will be bad. And NASCAR will have to as soon as they can, move the race away from there. It was a dumb decision, I think. Homestead has been unbelievable since they did this Final Four format. And uh, last year was kind of the biggest dud, and it at times was close. So I hate that they moved it. I feel like they just wanted to make a change for change's sake. And, yeah, not a big fan of that. Uh, other predictions, I predict that Jimmy Johnson will win the poll for the Daytona 500. Um, let's go through the class real quick. The drivers that are going to be in that are um, Kurt Busch, Brad Keselowski, Austin Dillon, Kevin Harvick, Ryan Newman, Chase Elliott, Eric Amarola, Denny Hamlin, Ryan Blaney, Clint Boyer, Kyle Busch, Martin Truex Jr., Eric Jones, Joey Logano, William Byron, Kyle Larson, Jimmy Johnson, and Alex Bowman. I predict that Kyle Busch will win that race. Um, what else? Let's go ahead and look real quick at the schedule. And, uh, because I meant to do that one episode and I don't remember if we did or not. And then I uh, will, uh, sign off here. Um, we have the Clash, then the Daytona 500, or the Duels on Thursday. Uh, the Daytona 500, then we go to Las Vegas, California, Phoenix, Atlanta, Homestead, Texas, Bristol, Richmond, Talladega, Dover, Martinsville. The All-Star Race at Charlotte. Then the Coke 600 at Charlotte. Then we go to Kansas, Michigan, Sonoma, Chicago, Pocono. Pocono, that's right, the doubleheader. That's going to be very interesting. Uh, Saturday, June 27th, and Sunday, June 28th, back at Pocono. That's going to be really cool. I kind of love to go to that. No no races on the schedule right now, but that could change. Uh, the Brickyard has been moved to July 5th. Shocked about that, by the way. Um... And then an interesting thing, and I think they're going to do this in the cup race eventually. Uh, the Xfinity guys are going to run the road course the day before, so I look for uh, I look for the cup guys to be running that in a year or two. Uh, Kentucky after that, then New Hampshire, Michigan, Watkins Glen, Dover, Daytona been moved, has been moved to August 29th. And that's a bummer because I always loved it being around July 4th. Uh, the Southern 500 on September 6th. And then Richmond, Bristol, Las Vegas, Talladega, Charlotte, Kansas, Texas, Martinsville, and Phoenix. So the playoff races are going to be really interesting. Darlington, Richmond, and Bristol. Las Vegas, Talladega, Charlotte at the road course. Kansas, Texas, and Martinsville, and then Phoenix. 
The only way Kyle Busch, I think, doesn't go to Phoenix as the favorite is if something happens and he doesn't get through Martinsville, which could happen. But, I mean, you look at this, Darlington, Bristol being in the moved into the playoffs is going to be really interesting. Uh, of course, the Roval and Talladega. Having Talladega and the Roval in the same round is always interesting. So, it'll be inter- it, like I said, it, it'll be fun. Um, the one thing I don't like, and I know they're caving into the Olympics, but we go from July 19th at Loudoun, New Hampshire, to August 9th at Michigan without a cup race. And that is too long. And, ah, what am I going to do with myself? There's no football. I mean, I'll, I'll flip on the Olympics. I just It's not something that I really get into that much. But, hey, if you're a fan of it, I mean, of course, I'll, I'll root for... Uh, you know our team, and uh, but I, I'll watch certain certain events, but I, I don't watch it, you know, every minute like some people do. But uh, man, I'm gonna miss my race, my races those weeks. So yeah, I th- uh, went through predictions, went through a lot of the headlines in the off season. Um, still, like I said, don't like Kyle Busch, <laughs> but uh, I look, I love it. I, I'm, even though the sport has changed quite a bit and hasn't been for me as fun, um, I feel. I mean, I, I enjoy it, and it's like it's it's peaceful to me, and um, I can't wait to have it back on my uh, TV starting tomorrow with the clash and qualifying and everything. So, thank you so much for listening. Um, like I said, it could I could do it. You might see a podcast show up the day after the Daytona Five Hundred. You may not. We'll see what happens. It's a lot of stuff's gonna depend on timing and news and how I feel. So uh thank you so much for listening. I know uh I know we don't have as many listeners for the NASCAR episodes, but I appreciate it and uh you know, thank you for being a part of my podcast. I appreciate you. Uh take care and God bless.